Yeah, no, you need to play like some type of like uh, you know, like funeral music or I know. something right now in honor of the uh, of the you know death penalty that's going to be enacted on Louisville. Just don't, 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 don't. Horrible. Uh, why do you have to single out one school anyway? Welcome to the podcast, uh, people. Oh. <laughs> We're off and running. This is the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I wasn't expecting to record in October. And especially in October 1st edition, maybe later in the month, but here we are. Uh, white suits, paisanos, and all have brought us to this point, gentlemen. Guthrie Alexander is in the house. He's present. Uh, the voice you heard on the phone, our deep throat for the night, is Mike Jaffe. He could not make it down. He is a father of two. <laughs> Taylor Pilkington is in the house, hello, our executive hello. producer of the podcast, and we have a special guest, uh, Cortland Schoonover of the Half Court Mid Range Podcast. He is in town for a rare occasion. Traveling all the way from New Orleans. Greetings, sir. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah, so some, something happened in college basketball, and you wanted me to explain this in 15 seconds. That's right. I don't know if anybody can do that. Definitely not Jay Billis. He, he might take 15 <coughs> hours on a rant. But so I, I, I'm trying to put this in layman's terms. There are shoe companies out there. There yeah. are players out there, there are coaches out there, there are assistant coaches out there, there are boosters out there. There are also academic advisors out there. Thanks, North Carolina. Had to throw that in there. I know you're shaking your head, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not implicated here. No. No. And uh, we've we, we've hit a hurricane. I think that's the best uh, way to put it. Oh, right? Miami Timely. is implicated. Timely. Right? Yeah. Really? That pun was intended, Mike. You know it was. One of the assistants. Hey, hey, my Puerto Rican people. We'll get to that later in the show. Yeah, it's it's an absolute travesty. You know what? uh, It's funny you actually call it a hurricane because the um, slideshow presentation that the FBI used to explain it was actually in a circular form to explain the uh, circle jerk formation of money (laughs) going around these uh, NCAA programs. You know, I saw those. uh, It's unbelievable. I did indeed see those graphics and those images. Yeah. There was some. It was very helpful. It was a nice, very helpful for chart. me, especially nice on day one. Yeah, day one was very, very efficient. So the real thing is, four assistant coaches actually arrested, like taken to jail, federal charges. Yes, right, out on bail. I'm assuming now. I can only assume, but yeah, uh, they are all out. And bail. some financial advisors and some shoe company executives, mm-hmm. especially one guy from Adidas, who sounds really important. I don't know in that world, but like he's like the global brand guy. Title inflation. Yeah, it sounds important. For all I know, it could not be important, but I think it is important. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's incredibly important. I think it's the the head of uh, all of sports marketing for Adidas Global. Um, right. So yeah, I think it's a pretty important role within within Adidas. Semantics. So. Yeah, I'll tell you how you know when it's serious. When I was researching this couple days or, or this past week, and I started reading articles that had really weird font, like from twenty years ago font, <laughs> and that's when you know the FBI is involved, and it's a real deal. No uh, ads popping up on the side, just straight language about um, the situation. But it's it's a real deal. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it's I think the biggest controversy to hit college athletics um, in I, I think since since Miami, you know, back, back in the day. Here's so, a great yeah, question for you guys though: How long SMU. does how long does this stay in the news cycle? Because we live in a, an interesting time where there's always other stories taking over the lead on a daily basis. I personally think that the story is going to get buried, much like. 
pri- uh, prior scandals have been buried recently in college basketball because college basketball, as we know, is a niche sport. I totally Let's face disagree. It. You think I, that this is going to yeah. be headline news? Well, I think in the sports world, no. Well, People I, love their fantasy football. They love their NFL too much. They like, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know about in the larger scheme of things, but for people who pay attention to college basketball, one, it's likely that there's going to be more and more coming out of this, right? As people mm-hmm. kind of give up their friends. I sure this hope is so. The beginning and of a process. Two, I like was scrolling through the news and like reading, you know, the headlines and stuff, and in between headlines of like. Four coaches arrested and hundred thousand dollars for you know ex player for Brian Bowen. They don't name him, but you know. And then in between that is literally a headline that's like four star recruit commits to so and so. And I, I mean, I you can't read any other headline without thinking about that in the back of your mind now. And they're they're literally you know right next to each other on the front page. I understand that our listeners are, are very intelligent, and the rest of the sports community maybe not so much, but. If I'm a random citizen, do I even know who Chuck Persons is? Do I care about Auburn basketball? No, of course not. No. Bruce Pearl? Do you know who Bruce Pearl is? I, I do. He has a tanning uh, <laughs> no, a salon in citizen, his house. Yeah. Not a tanning bed. He has a salon <laughs> in his house. Anyway, continue. Uh, I just imagine him. That's how he watches Red Zone. He just he just has a screen on his tanning bed, just like looking up at it, you know, with the little holes through the uh, glasses that you wear in the tanning bed. I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't I don't see it as a story that sticks around because I don't believe that the general public generally uh, participates in NCAA basketball news. And I, I think that you know you don't. I guess the other I guess. You know, good thing and bad thing about the story is that nobody was hurt, right? Like nobody, unless you're an NCAA basketball coach who follows the rules. The game, um, you, you the soul of the game was hurt. Other, uh, other than that, I mean, there was nobody that didn't want any of this stuff to happen. You know, there are no, you know, parties that were, um, you know, badly affected or, or didn't want didn't want this action to occur in the first place. So. You know, now you just have the ramifications and illegality of those actions happening. So that's not really something that I think grabs the public's eye. Well, one thing that is just crazy. You know, it's, it's not Sandusky, you know, and I said, right. you know, Miami being the greatest, you know, thing in college sports. I mean, it's not it's not Sandusky over there in Penn State, you know. He's not, you know, we're not talking about the showers over here, you know. We're talking about money exchanging God. hands, you know, for, for kids and their families who wanted it. And then people that wanted to pay these kids so that they could engage their professional services in the future. I mean, it's not, nobody didn't want this money to be there. Nobody didn't want this to happen. One of the things that's Um, crazy to me that you kind of touched on is that, so like I've heard a ton of people, especially a ton of sports writers and reporters saying like, well, everyone knew this was going on and everybody knew. And it was kind of just like, it's a circle the wagons type of a strategy from your talking heads. I know you're referring to it. Well, I don't, I don't, doubt that like everybody did hear rumors and there was things like this and even in the general public everybody kind of felt like it and mm-hmm. maybe i'm just naive but i feel like it is a huge story because for this time for like the first time there's actually receipts right it's not yeah. just like some guy there's, talking about there back is in the, the day. burden of proof right and it's a lot of money it's not like i mean there was a story in espn the magazine about college football a couple years ago that was great like anonymously written by like a bag man who would leave bags of cash basically for sec schools you know for players like 
you know, but it wasn't as much as we're talking about now. Well, can I bring yeah, something? Yeah, I mean, I mean everything a, changed. I mean, this, and this is, this like is not the money. envelope across the dining room table like, where you have Patino sliding it across to mom and dad. You know, this is money being funneled through a major, I guess, German corporation here who right. is then funneling it back through the university for, what, a seven-year, $160 million contract that they had with Louisville? I mean, with between Adidas and Louisville, I mean, this is just, it's a cyclical, uh, you know, money game here. It's, it's insane. Let me tell you one thing, and I'm not going to be a complete Louisville defender here, but I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate tonight. All right, so just bear with me. Everyone is so eager to pull vault onto the let's pile on Louisville pile, okay? And if this happened to another school, another big revenue school, it would be a completely different tune. For some reason, Louisville has turned into the scapegoat, and people are, are eager and willing to pin the tail on the patino. And if other stories start leaking out about other schools, I don't think you're going to get the same response because it's become common policy, and it's become natural to just go after Louisville at this point. I, and you feel mm-hmm. indignant if you're doing it, if you're a talking head, and we've seen that from everybody who's been on TV recently. I mean, I agree. But also, I'm not. I'm not condoning what's what their actions, but I'm just yeah. saying I think it's a double standard. Out I, there. I agree, kind of. But you also have to think they were already on probation. They've had Patino has kind of built up that reputation. I mean, think of like yeah. right, the steakhouse. Right. The the they did self-impose the, the, a ban. Like, they stuff. did self-impose a ban. I, I know, but that doesn't for mean one anything. Year. Sure, like I understand. They feel you know. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Patino. You know, I have always been a fan of that Tom Hanks movie, Castaway. You know, so if he if he's uh, if Patino is that FedEx box with the uh, butterflies on it, and he's at the crossroads. You know, I think that uh, you know Patino is is one side of that crossroads. I think Calipari was the other. So they were at two points in their career where, you know, they were both kind of elbows deep in controversy. You know, with uh, with their previous programs, I think Patino just kept on going down that track and just found savvier ways to do it over time. And I think that Calipari kind of reined it in a little bit. That's what I'm going to say now, you know. Well, he said today, officially. Uh, but I think that I think that all the ire that's brought on Louisville right now is because of Patino. I think it's 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 reasonable. He said today that he will be. What's the quote? Like he will be completely vindicated or He'll something like that. He'll be vindicated. He will be vindicated by the end of this. And I, I can totally totally see that it, this was a situation where he knowingly looked the other way and kind of knew there's something that happens to go on behind the, the the scenes. You know, something happens to make stuff work. Him and probably a lot of other coaches. But the thing, and a lot of them don't do that, I'm, I'm sure. But the thing is, like, you have to hold, if you want to stop this, eventually somebody has to be made an example of. And I think that's what the, like, what they're trying to do right now. Important question. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around this. It's been a long weekend. It's been a wedding weekend for me. But, Mike, uh, who's the woman in Texas who receives the package with the wings in it in this analogy? <laughs> Man, I forget her name. Gosh, she's she's a stunner, though. She drives up in her pickup truck. You know, I mean, that no, is Calipari. <laughs> you know, Calipari is that woman. She just keeps going. And, uh, you know, I, you head south I, for uh, uh, a few times. Take, yeah. take a right. I don't think Mike has seen Castaway. Yeah, he goes <laughs> yeah, to find think, her. Think the not to go right or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. And he doesn't know which way to go at the end of the movie. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. at the crossroads. He's at the crossroads. Literally yeah. that, uh, those four so, roads. So is Tom there. Hanks the NCAA here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So what do they do? Oh, what do they do? Do they home. say, okay, this is, this 
This scandal proves that money has penetrated literally every form of amateur sport, all the way down to the AAU coaches, you know, all the way down to these kids that are, you know, looking at these guys as mentors from middle school on up, these prominent AAU coaches that run camps around the country. You know, it is everywhere. I mean, I think that's actually kind of the most interesting part about the entire scandal is just the pure breadth and reach of the shoe companies that they're willing. They're they're essentially – investing tens of millions of dollars across the national landscape for the opportunity to get one Kevin Durant, to get one Steph Curry. You know, I mean, you, you've seen all those reports that have come out over the past year about what Steph Curry did to Under Armour's market value overall because of how much they were able to pick up in the shoe market. I mean, that, you know, that's billions that's of dollars that you able yeah, to contribute shoe. to their overall financial landscape. And, and those guys have seen that happen. And this scandal is kind of seeing where, where is that R&D money going? Well, it's actually going back to your AAU coaches and then going back to Louisville. And then Louisville's coming back and signing contracts with you to make sure that you have all of your uh, sports in Adidas gear so that everybody on campus is rocking Adidas gear. Everybody in Kentucky is rocking Louisville gear, you know, or uh, Adidas gear. You know, it's just... I don't know. I find that to be the most interesting part of this this entire uh, the thing that you know, actually guess, uh, the thing that disturbs me the most is not like the part of branding and like getting him signed to shoe deals. You're just disturbed that Georgia Tech is still a Russell Athletic School, right? I love that. I'm <laughs> sure that they're clean. Camps, baby. Russell Camps. doesn't have that kind of money. Uh, I am um, no. So if my understanding is right, the FBI basically stumbled into all this. Only because through like their jurisdiction on financial stuff, they were investigating these like crooked financial advisors who got in trouble for like misappropriating slash kind of embezzling. I don't know something like that from NBA uh, players. Christian Dawkins, who was the kind of shady um, SEC kind of uh, you know buck financial advisor, which is a whole nother like kind of you right. know, well, that's, violation of these kids' trust. And right? that's that they're the, putting them in touch with these guys. That's the arm of it um, that kind of disturbs me is that half of these like bribes they're talking about are not to go to certain schools. It's to like make sure the players sign with certain financial advisors who can then like continue the cycle of either just getting their valid piece of that tons of money in their NBA contracts mm-hmm. or just like right. you know misappropriate more and more and so that's like kind of the other arm that seems smaller but almost makes me more just makes me saddened because it's been going on for so long like they're taking advantage of kids that i see as not very sophisticated when it comes to this and you know probably going to their whoever is around them and like kind of taking them for a ride so they can like skim more off the top 18 years old you know i mean these these guys of course, of course, that's who they're leaning on, and and really the the overall overarching theme of this is that these these advisors in the in Louisville and Adidas are all acknowledging these kids as an asset. They are an asset that will make you money in the future. They are they are buy Apple at two dollars a share now, and then you can you can watch it appreciate over time. I mean that that's kind of the the most blatant part of this entire thing to me is that they are they are blatantly being marketed as assets now, you know, that you can mm-hmm. buy into. You know, and and it just completely for me shatters every every single drop of amateurism that every argument that's ever been made about amateurism in NCAA. So what's your point? Well, I, I, what's your fix? 
I mean, it definitely makes. Are we a point. really going to get into? We cannot on this podcast get into paying athletes. Okay, I mean, it makes that, a case for it, right? That conversation. This is like arbitration. There, like, there's so much that goes mm-hmm. into it. There's Title Nine that comes into effect, which you guys are not accounting for. Okay, and I mean, I'm not saying I have the answer right now. I'm yeah, just saying it. We're not. Turning, I think something's going to happen. This episode is not going to be based on paying college athletes. Make them okay? make money. Let them make money from their like branding Under the, licenses, right? F- Fine, I'm yeah. cool with autographs, whatever. But under the current rules, let's proceed. Until those rules have been changed, I don't want to be spewing uh, a bunch of other theories like everybody do else is about how we should do it. Do you think nothing's going to change down the road from this? I don't like everybody else. Uh, I mean, all your personalities, Jay Will, uh, Seth, Jay Billis out there, um, their first reaction to this entire scandal is to talk about how the system is broken and this has been going on for decades and players should be paid. How about you to just be fair, a lot of those guys have been cur- saying the same thing for about, a while. Yeah, how about you just address like the current situation for us? Can we do that? Sure. Can we pretend that this is uh, happening and there should be some type of com- consequences? Yeah. To create a level playing field? Yeah, I agree. I, Instead I it's of level talk- playing field. It's worth talking about in the future, though, because like to me, you can either try and maintain the rules as you have them written out, and that means you have to like really, really enforce them and be on everybody, or you can work out some system of like letting them receive some sort of money for their likeness or something, or you can do what they've already been doing, which is say, yes, we enforce the rules, but then you know, implicitly acknowledging that that money that is out there to be made is going to be you know, moved through the system in some way, illicitly or not, through these you know, shady kind of like. Well, I'll tell you guys. one thing. Maybe the threat of the feds in jail time might be enough to at least teach coaches to be more careful and not to go out on somebody's limbs. I That's mean, what I'm hoping comes about from this entire yeah. situation because you're not going to be able to police everything. I mean, Patino might not be the only big name. The guy from the assistant. Do you want to bring up Arizona? From, we should bring up yeah, Arizona. I mean, it needs to be talked about. Yeah, I mean, Bo- Arizona, Book Brad Richardson. Augustine over there now with Illinois. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. it's. It could be very far-reaching. There's, there was a guy at Oklahoma State too, right? And this is yeah, Oklahoma he, State. And it was yeah, right, it was for right. his was time at Oklahoma. South Carolina, right? Yep. It was, yep. He, yeah, that sounds you know, right. Working under Frank over there. Yep. And Nike is going to come down the pipe, I think, out of this entire situation as well, sooner than later. See, that's what well, it, right, right. Well, that's actually in the claim itself. Is that you know they're they're actually making arguments. They're like, look. You know, Nike's already offered a hundred. You know, we got to go one fifty if we're going to compete. You know, I mean, that language is actually in the uh, federal complaint. Yeah, you know, if you so, look at if you look <laughs> at Adidas, Adidas numbers, doesn't stand up in court. They have to actually get L- Nike offering. Look the at Adidas's numbers. They they pay Louisville. Uh, what is it? Fifteen million. Um, that's the it, contract. It, yeah, one hundred and sixty million over ten years. I yeah, I'm saying per dollars. year. And then you got other schools. The majority are around like three million, um, some less, some around five, some some get to six. If you're, I think Duke is around five or six, but North Carolina, right. I mean North Carolina is around five or six. But if you look at Virginia Tech and their mm-hmm. Nike uh, contract, it's like two two point one. But for these, if I, if I like understand it, but correct me Louisville's so I know is is what fifteen? Yeah, 14? yeah, it was it was a lot. It's considerable, but like correct yeah, me, it was it was the flagship. Uh, Flagship contract. For Except, it. Unless you're counting it, it, Notre it, it, Dame it, it, and Under Armour. Notre Dame and Under Armour is what in the twenties? Over oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, but it, isn't doesn't this this like whole scandal kind of speaks to me less about how much they pay the school and more about like Mike was saying the future value of having a guy in your system with your chosen handpicked team of advisors and your chosen handpicked 
a brand that you have like already a deal in place. Like when you turn pro, you're going to sign with Adidas because we were here with you all that's, along. That's the most surprising thing about no, this? No, no, not surprising. That's oh. what it speaks to the most. Oh, like that's the value that they get out of like bribing coaches yeah. and yeah, bribing I mean, advisors. It's an investment we, for them. I'm just that's saying, if you're following the rabbit trail, you're probably going to get a Louisville first, maybe a ch- check in with Miami and NC State. Uh, I don't know the other. I'm yeah. trying to think about their Adidas schools. See, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm actually, Wisco- actually looking up while you guys have been talking about different deals. You know, North Carolina's deal with Nike actually expires July July 1, 2018. And it looks like, I <laughs> never believe this, uh, but the uh, football man? team and I think soon to be basketball team has transitioned to the Jordan brand. Uh, starting um, just a few months ago. So football started for their first year this year, and it looks like basketball will be on it next year. Yeah, that was a great moment. The ceiling is the roof. That's where it all started. Let's be, I mean, there's a lot of coaches <laughs> that I think are not involved in this. I want to just say that as a oh, baseline. Sure. Do you think Michael Jordan's learned Larry Fedora's name by by now? No. Okay. Still not <laughs> I, I like honestly don't think he cares about it at all. His name is Coach to Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love Jordan, man. You know, as a gambling podcast, I do have to acknowledge that I was playing golf with someone uh, last week in North Carolina, and they had played in uh, Jordan Scrooby's, remember, some country club out there, whatever. And they, he said he loves to play with pros, always has to play around in golf with pros. So he played with a couple semi-pro guys, and he always has to gamble. doesn't matter. Every single round, he has to gamble. And uh, he, he's, like, looking around the group, and these are, like, web.com guys, and he's looking around, and he's like, Man, all right, so look, what are we playing per hole? We can play 20 grand a hole, and these guys like web.com guys are like, uh, we can't, we can't play it like that at all. He's like, look, man, my only rule about gambling is you got to put in enough to make you nervous. I don't care if it's $10, I don't care if it's 20 grand a hole, just enough to make you nervous. That is great. I'm I'm living by that going forward. Yeah, Mike, uh, I know that you have not been analyzing this entire situation on an ethics standpoint. I think you've been taking it from a gambling <laughs> standpoint and how this is going to affect your, your future, I don't know, investments or wagers. So as our yeah, resident yeah. Uh, Sharp, uh, how have you been? What's your lens on this situation? Well, I mean, the Louisville was, I think, your seventh leading candidate in Vegas for odds uh, going into the season. I think they're 15 to 1. Um, you know, trailing some of the big blue bloods, you know, Michigan State, Kentucky, UNC, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, since, obviously, they've, they've been taken off the board. Um, I, I was actually really looking forward to taking Louisville, uh, you know, across the board this year. They were going to be my pick to win the ACC. Me you too. Know, I'm sure You're on the you take too. Well. I, I, had, uh... yeah, I, I, just, I don't know where the value is right now. I don't, I don't like betting on teams that have this type of stuff going on. You know, what are they playing for? Who knows? It's, it's going to be impossible to yeah. pick their games. This oh, year. And, I mean, you can blame this on me because, as you remember, folks, from last year, my all-ACC team included Austin Nichols and <laughs> Harry Giles, I think. I think those were two of my candidates, and I picked yeah, Louisville yeah, in there. my way-too-early predictions to win the ACC. So if anybody else wants to stink, just text me. Who, I'm, who I'm you still want. rooting for Harry Giles I, I can put there. somebody to the top of the list. Also, Chase <laughs> Cheater, let's go running revs. UNLV. <laughs> I mean, there's good. What is what a mess. So should we talk about the the immediate impact of this on the upcoming season? Like just just kind of a quick overview of what we think, right? Like the immediate impact will be. So I mean, we were talking about Louisville. Uh, I mean, aside from losing Patino, 
and now they have an interim coach. David Paget. Yeah. The players asked for him. That's always a good sign. He's gonna be the tallest coach in the ACC. He's I think. only 32 years old. That's insane. I remember watching him when I was in college. He played, yeah. overlapped my time. Doesn't that make like, you feel old? In person, I was there. Very excited crazy. right now. He needs to I, settle I was down. always a David Paget fan. <laughs> settle down. He always he always struck me as that. that Mike's not here to see your facial expression. I know. Your, <laughs> he always struck right me now, as gosh. that that old guy in the gym who wore like a knee brace. Like a brace on every joint in his body, which I always right. respect. You know, mm. okay. Uh, he did have a lot of inter- Keats, injury who you, problems. Who are you picking? All right, schoolyard. Oh, you're drafting uh, a coach. Oh yeah, Keats for sure. But I mean, okay, well, I would consider just, just making sure, just bringing you back down to the earth. So uh, Louisville also suspended Bowen. Yeah, I mean Bowen. that's this is old news at this point, but that is significant. I'd say. Yeah, you're going to see a lot more of your man, Honest Mahmoud. I believe he was meant to shadow Bowen all year this year. And uh, now the senior center will be putting in extra minutes, which I'm sure, talking about braces and aching joints, I don't know how Mahmoud's going to get up and down the court for 30 minutes a game. That'll be a, that'll be a <laughs> oh treat to see. Uh, well, I mean, you you're think, undervaluing his agility. Yeah, I agree. you gotta think that you got to think that a lot of these things are going to come down like next season. Right or later. Well, Jurich is is gone. I mean, in my yeah. book, I mean, he's on whatever they call Jurich it. Jurich is gone and Patino's gone. For the sure. way they call it, it's a leave of absence. Right. They're uh, both gone. A non paid leave of absence. Right. Jurich is gone too. Yeah. You think, you think the penalties won't happen this season? I think there will be some things, but I think the majority, both because it's going to take time to do this investigation. And if it turns out more schools, they're going to try and move it to more schools. I don't think they were ready for this because, like I said, they kind of just stumbled into it with that financial advisor. There's no way they were like, they the stumbled. Was so the only reason, people. what sets Louisville apart, I don't think it's a big difference like everybody else is claiming in the national media. And I'm, once again, I could be playing devil's advocate here for Louisville, but uh, the only thing that sets them apart is the 100,000 that has come to the, well, the forefront. And that's the only thing that separates and them from, there's other from Arizona. It really is. Yeah. There's no difference. Well, the one thing that sets them apart is that it's Patino, the name, and they've had some And like I stuff. said, right. people yeah. like to pull vault onto the pile. I mean, yeah. I nobody's doing that with Sean Miller. I'm sorry. I mean, I have, I have seen some stuff where people are talking about Book Richardson, the assistant Arizona guy, who has been a – he's like pretty tight with Miller that followed him. Arizona for I know. several years. That's so. why I think this is important, and everybody's just going to want to scapegoat uh, Patino and Pearl for this entire scandal, but I think people are going to overlook Sean Miller and, and a it, lot and of the other people it, involved. Yeah, and it certainly seems like there's a whole shadow world of every, you know, of that follows a lot more than just these six schools. Yeah, Larenega, I mean... Oh, that hurt me. Might, uh, that cut I'm me sorry, deep. no. Mm. You gotta be unbiased. Just, just Miami being... I know, yeah. But it's a real thing. I wonder, it's a real thing. Going back to your thing about the Nike schools, I wonder if they well, actually, like this was so Adidas focused and it's because they managed to get the Adidas guys on tape. Like they had a, you know, they were wearing a wire. That, I do, yeah. So yeah. I just think because that's kind of a different world, is there an overlap to like the Nike world with that? Or are they not going to get, I think the Christian Dawes guy, right, has some overlap to Nike. But I wonder, are they going to find any overlap to Nike to get anything like that? I don't know. Do you think the FBI is in Nike's pocket? Possibly. Probably in Russell's pocket. That's why we haven't seen it. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what. I believe in Russell Athletics. Yeah. Minimalism. That's <laughs> less is more sometimes, right, guys? It is funny how Russell Athletics announced that they were not going to be doing uniforms anymore, like in the midst of all of the scandal. That's, really? See, that's yeah. the worst. Oh, wow. They just got yeah. run out of business. Yeah, they're just like, we actually are getting out of this. Wait, so 
Are they are they still the sponsor though for um well, Georgia we, Tech? I don't. I mean, we don't have a Kmart in town anymore. Kmart just, just closed in town, so I have no idea oh, where to buy really? Russell oh, Athletics. Roses. No you gotta way. go to Roses for that. <laughs> oh man! Look, I, I want to say one one other thing. Just kind of close this for me on a more human level. You know, I guess two things I want to say. One is that. You know, college assistant coaches, and I think, Taylor, you can talk to this a little bit because you were a college athlete as well. I think college assistant coaches... Thank you for that. Thank are, you for recognizing uh, yeah, me. You're I was. How much were you paid? I like how you added the as well, the College too. assistant coaches are the closest people to these players' families, usually. To the player themselves, and then eventually, if the, that player is seeking advice, it will likely be from that assistant coach. Because that assistant coach is usually the person that's played at that next level most recently. The head coach is usually Usually more of like a CEO, a figurehead. At the least closer. In my the head coach is the yeah, closer. Yeah, closer, that kind of thing. And, you know, reading the complaint, you know, hearing the quotes from these families, you know, when they're, when they're there talking to the assistant coaches on the phone, over the wire, and they're, and they're saying, you know, I'm so glad that you have surrounded us with the right people talking about these fraudulent financial advisors, these people that are trying to essentially, you know, extort money from these people, you know, over time through their relationships. You know, it's it, and that, at least on a very human level, is um, at least, you know, I said that nobody was really hurt earlier. I, you know, I think that is a very true human failure by these assistant coaches. I mean, their, their job, you know, especially at the assistant level, is to shepherd these humans into adulthood and into professional prominence and they have utterly i think failed in that regard um so i I think that that was really um kind of really sad to see in the complaint and you say that you don't watch this as us you have a heart after all Listen to that. Yeah, I do. Well, you know, I'm I actually maybe the only person on this podcast that was actually paid as an amateur. I'll come out and say it. I was uh, <laughs> I was paid. I remember I was an eighth grade basketball player, um, a stunner. I was six three, same height I am now. Um, and, you know, everybody else was like five eight as an eighth grader. And my uh, athletic director like five, when five. I was in high school came up to me and he handed me. Five dollars after I beat a, uh, a a rival basketball team. I I scored a bunch of points, whatever. And he won. <laughs> no, whatever, no big deal. Reliving our eighth grade glory. I remember thinking to myself, you know, I, I respect that guy. Thank you, sir. And uh, so you're I all for this entire schedule, right? Going forward, that's actually a true story. Well, as a lifetime bench warmer at a D three school, which is my collegiate experience that Mike referred to, uh, it is true <laughs> that like the assistant coaches are very close to it. But I mean. I just, Bob Huggins had a great, had like a really interesting quote. His response to it was like kind of what you were saying, Mike. He said something like along the lines of like, you know, if you, if we bought like a washer or dryer for some parents of like a recruit, we do it and it's considered like a crime. Somebody else does it. It's considered like philanthropy or something like that. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, and then he clarified that by saying, and of course, we're completely clean, West Virginia. <laughs> Which I, I actually, I actually right, really right. believe that. Somebody I be- get, me, get me my stool. I, well, I totally believe yeah. that. I think he said something about he had seen it before and he was like, I can't Did be involved Did he really that. use the washer-dryer analogy? I think he might have used some sort of home appliance. I was thinking he would appliance. do, uh, I don't know, spaghetti and a bottle of wine. Kind of a, well, well, spaghetti and a bottle that, of wine. But that, like, speaks to it, right? It's like, the, if well, the, like what, what Bob, was saying. What would Bob Huggins give to you as a gift? This I don't a, know. This is a great. <laughs> this is a new segment. <laughs> what, he, what he would give to <laughs> me, seriously? Or court, like yeah. he, I, I would like to think that every like Christmas for his really close friends and family, he gives them like a special stool 
like the one he always sits on the sidelines. <laughs> and a jumpsuit. It's like, it's like engraved with their name, and he gives them a jumpsuit, you know, maybe like a nice, really poly blend. You know, that lot, breathability. Nike, Adidas. But still, uh, I, don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know who yeah. the West Virginia sponsor is. Like but that. that's I what like I'd like that. to think that's that he good. gives everyone at Christmas. Yeah. Mm. I was going elsewhere with this. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to chime in with? No, no, no. You you know, I was just going to say the inside of the track sheet should be should say something like from Russia or you know from Russia with love or so with. Anyways, doesn't matter. Or like pomade inside the liners in the inside po- pocket. <laughs> <laughs> something yeah. to slick your hair back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, should we talk yeah. about something? Should we talk about? Uh, should we? I want to scatter shoot for a little bit. Can we do that? Yeah. Know, people sure. can find out more about this scandal if they want to. I mean, I'm I'm saddened by the scandal just because I wanted to believe naively that this stuff was not going on. <laughs> well, I'm glad that that's your bad. point in, of view instead of all the other think, talking heads are coming out and, you know, I think that, that kind nonsense. of nonsense. I mean, it sucks. It's like, it's... Obviously, a lot of people did a lot of bad stuff. And, yeah. I say fry them and we'll see curtain. if we can get a, a level playing field, at least in the short term, not in the long run. But Level playing field is impossible. In the short run, not the long run. No I'll, one I'll went to jail for run. the financial crisis, yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know if I'm going to be that's around. That's actually one guy on this one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyways. Didn't one guy actually get arrested? There's, I don't know. There's one guy in, in like New York or something. Bernie that, Madoff. <laughs> no, yeah, which is like, which is like the two-bit <laughs> version well, of all that stuff. Playing, all right, well, the problem is that right? I don't, I don't remember the details. The problem is that ten percent with uh, Madoff, and they're like, oh no, just pay Bobby off of, uh, pay him over thirty years. Doesn't matter. We're making ten percent. It all comes back to Madoff. Madoff. The problem is that it's systemic and that it's, you know, infiltrated everything, and so you have to change the system. We're not going apply that. Road. Apply that to right, my how t- I feel Taylor, about Taylor, life. Taylor. Okay. The entire, you, you, you know. have a solution. Write a blog about it. Okay? <laughs> Fix we'll the American yeah, financial the, system. The corporate Taylor. involvement from Adidas here was shocking. I mean, the fact that their global sports marketing director for basketball <laughs> operations. What is that? What is that hundred thousand dollars written off as? These payments was on the Adidas. What is it written off as on Adidas is like miscellaneous? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's like, he's like Pay saying cash. like Travel. some of these payments. He's like, look, man, we got to push some of this to 2018. I can't line item this uh, extra hundred grand for 2017. Like those are literally the quotes in the wiretap. Yeah, really. You know, I, hey, I, I need, I need to create another line item for 2018. <laughs> I can't do any more in 2017. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. I don't know what, what's that called. Just like fun fund, uh, Vegas fun fund, Spearmint Rhino. I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that this topic will continue to haunt us this entire season. I also mm-hmm. heard rumors over the weekend from a good source at Court and I know that uh, you know in in Kentucky horse racing is a big thing, and that's uh, a yeah, great well, attraction the for recruits, right? right? You're yeah. a Kentucky man, right? Oh, nice. So just uh, put a bet down on a pony, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can kick something back to you. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Well, I, I think you you would approve of that method, I, right, I think Mike? The one... Yeah. Cash, yeah. Can... Cash. You can't trace the cash. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about gambling in general. But well, I, think... I just hate I just hate tricking the families, man. I hate that. I hate that. Like luring these kids into false sense of security, setting them up with financial advisors that have been, you know, pushed out by the SEC like seven or eight times. They're just like shady dudes. I mean, setting them up with those guys, I mean, come on. Get, give me a break, man. Just pay them. And send him up with like, you know, every challenge. I mean, just the last hey, thing to say. The last thing to hey, say him. is that uh, I, I'm going to credit Rob Douster, who writes for NBC Sports, NBC College Basketball Talk, whatever. He said that like coaches, he 
who he trusts have have told him that the guy to watch is not any of these like you know coaches or like you know really like the main global sports guy for Adidas it's this guy named Merle Code who yeah. works for Adidas but he's also like the you know has like had connections in the AAU like you know recruiting youth basketball landscape all over the place and he says supposedly that yeah, they, he's the director they're like of elite youth basketball which is like that's, um, I believe was run by Nike yeah and they say mm-hmm. that that's the yeah. guy to watch if you're gonna like really know the like like the temperature of what's happening here so mm-hmm. I also would like Last to let you guys know that I have a deep throat who texts me these random things uh, a lot of his tips have come to pass the only one that didn't work out was the Mayweather hamstring injury. I don't know. Maybe he did, but <laughs> this is the night of the fight. <laughs> yeah, he texted me about uh, uh, there were words about this for months in Petito uh, and leaking, etc. Multiple schools investigated. He says, this is only the beginning for the fall men, so we shall see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I love also I've got that a deep all these, it's uh, incredible. meetings I, actually happen so in Vegas, too. If you read the complaint, they're all meetings that happen in Vegas. You know, whether it's these meetings with Christian Dawkins or Merle Code, like you're talking about, or the other guys, Moonish Sood and Jonathan Augustine, all those guys. All those meetings are actually happening in Vegas. This is the best part. I love Vegas. Great. So great. can we meet great there soon to, <laughs> to reconcile the situation? The four of us, five of us, if sure. it wants to come. If you pay me, I'll come. It'll be like the Yalta <laughs> conference. Okay. All right, let's I go. I got it, yeah. Solid reference. Look it up, kids. But there's other things on my mind. Uh, can I scatter shoot for a little bit? Let's, enough to, let's, yeah, let's, let's scatter shoot. Let's do it. Things that have happened recently, and I think this is significant. I don't know if anybody paid attention to College Game Day this past weekend, but Virginia Tech was hosting Clemson. And I'm not going to get into football, but Buzz Williams did make an appearance. Oh. And he had hair. <laughs> he had hair. What? He had what? hair on. Wait. He had hair. This is uh, this is what I'm. You know that springing on college basketball hair is my beat. So how did I not know this? Taylor, this is for Guthrie. Okay, Guthrie, what are your thoughts here? (laughs) With someone like Buzz shaving his head just for the look, I need need a picture. Should that be a sacred thing for the hairless? I need a picture. Do you approve of somebody going for that look when they don't need to? Or he has hair privilege. This is very important. <laughs> he was on game day with hair. Wait, are you telling me that he went full Brian Urlacher? Like he he has like transplants? Wait, no, he, he has actually like has hair. hair. He's not really bald. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I thought saying. he was bald the no, entire that's time. What, I'm what? Bald by choice is is Buzz Williams. Do you approve, uh, or is this a sacred look? Why are we talking about recruiting violations when we could talk about this for 45 I minutes? Wanna, I didn't want to talk about the re- recruiting nonsense. Wow, so I want to okay. talk about these important storylines. So, uh, he, looks, he looks pretty good right Death now. Definitely speechless. Uh, he, he is speechless. Wow. I mean, so honestly, I don't, like, really, I don't know why you would choose to not have hair if you could grow hair. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Aerodynamics? You look a lot more comfortable than the rest of us, though. That's. I mean, maybe that's the case. You're probably I don't know. cooler in the summertime. Yeah. I. I mean, Easier I personally. To get ready for things. Let's be yeah, clear. Yeah. I mean, hey, to call it out, we just have to say Guthrie doesn't have much hair on top of his head. Oh uh, yeah. Anymore. Anymore. Once upon a time. And Court has more hair than all of us combined. Remember when you went to prom, you had to uh, braid your hair when you had the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. That probably took a long time. It it's did. way easier now. It did. Uh, the French braids took many, many minutes. Before, before prom. <laughs> so give us your thoughts on Buzz Williams. Uh, so that picture is... Disturbing? It's Alarming? It's, 
I, I would not have recognized him, honestly. If if he if he was in a crowd and a man with, with that that hairdo walked past me, I would not have said that is Buzz Williams. Maybe he's prepping for the Louisville job. You would have been like, Who is that Ooh. J. Crew model? I mean, that, yeah, that's actually older J. Crew model. It's it's kind of amazing. He he looks like he is in better shape than he was when he was at Marquette, and now he's got hair. Like, what's going on here? Is it the, <laughs> is it the water in Blacksburg? <laughs> Everything's coming up, Buzz Williams. I don't know, man. I so I mean, really, it boils down to it boils down to like. Do you want to you talk know, about your boy Mick Cronin? Well, I, I would always talk about Mick Cronin. But what about him? <laughs> uh, just bringing, he's of the same variety, correct? Yeah. I mean, maybe he can grow hair too. He just, he shaves it real short. Dude, is that real? I mean, this, I'm looking at this picture now. Like, is, I'm, I'm not convinced he hasn't gone full Brian Urlacher. I don't I mean, know, man. Pull up your most recent photo of Brian Urlacher. I'm going to retweet a picture. If you look at old pictures of Buzz Williams, it does look like he just had a really, really short shave. What like, about Chris uh-huh. Mack? Are you ashamed of Chris Mack? Well, I mean, Chris Mack's a poor man, McCronin. <laughs> like that, I, I said it last season. Still, still not wrong. What about Varus? Are you cool oh, with him? Well, he, you, you know, there are there are reasons for why he is uh, yeah, a okay. shaved head. All right, I'm just tying this together. Yeah. Other hot topics, more quick hits. I know that Taylor has nothing. He was just he yeah. prepared an indignant speech I, about um, recruiting violations, I'm, but that's I'm not the point of this, this picture podcast. For, of, yeah, that is that is incredible, though. Who are you more excited to have out of your life this college basketball season, Rick Pitino or Seth Davis? Go. Out. <laughs> out. Mike's the only one who got it. You, Seth, need, you need better I, listening I'm, skills. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm, I'm having a great time over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see your face. I'm I don't know what's going on. Sorry, what was this? T- Taylor is going to ask, can you repeat I'm going to get a, can you repeat the question? And I'm still talking about Buzz Williams. Hold on, I'm trying to. We're leaving that question. It's no longer good. You ruined it. Sorry about that. Mike got it, but you ruined it. Okay, Cameron got rid of the catwalk, by the way. up on. You can read about this at News Observer or anywhere. So, uh, as being I have a in, hot take, go. As being in the broadcast business, I have colleagues who have to climb up a ladder to get to the catwalk to do the road broadcast. Okay, Cameron, for example, and one of my colleagues is a former player who's like six nine and huge, just a massive human being. And I've always thought, like, if anything ever happened to Cameron, like my bros would be in trouble because they take the ladder down because it obstructs somebody's view. At the catwalk. So the catwalk is gone now. Is this good or bad? Or is Jay Bills going to feel sentimental and not going to know what to do if he's down on the floor broadcasting a game? Well, the fire marshal is probably happy. I mean, it's just like a, a walking violation. I say bring it back. This is just shows how we as a nation I say are, bring it back soft. and sell the seats, but don't put the broadcasters there. Put the broadcasters on the floor and sell the seats is like a sentimental thing. Oh, that would actually be a huge moneymaker and a great idea. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy a ticket on the catwalk. But uh, Better than nosebleeds, hey, right? I'm sad to see it go as much as it might be a danger and all that good stuff, you know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you start messing with college basketball arenas because it's such an important fabric of the overall sport. You know, so I'm kind of against change in this one regard of my life. I'm against uh, more so. seats at Assembly Hall. <laughs> I'm know, firmly against I more seats at Assembly Hall. Make the firefighters use the 85 foot ladder. I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm kind of a little upset they took it, took it down. 
Yeah, those, those firefighters might be saving cats somewhere, which is against your will, right, Mike? <laughs> anyway, yeah, anybody I else? I don't want to get into firefighters. I I could go on for hours. But they're, they're, you know, not oh, really? Like you could go on for hours? Firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that might be a, that might be a conversation Three special. We're not talking village people here. It's not good for your political future to go well, against first responders. It, uh, I mean, I almost don't want to leave it there, but <laughs> we might have to. No, no, that's it. That's We've it. lost our entire uh, listening base, except for that really cool dude who has a great avatar. It seems like the nicest guy ever, who's always asking us when our our, our next podcast is coming out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure. Anyway. Anybody else have any quick hits, or am I just going to keep going? Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep on going. Lightning okay. round. Go well, we could we get time for a few more. <laughs> time for a few more zingers? Yeah, yeah. We got we got 12 minutes till we round out that sweet hour of someone's commute somewhere. I mean, they're, they're relying on us That's, to get them home. You're I mean, actually right really now, close. Like Did you put a tie run when you started talking? Because you're, like, really close. He probably just looked at the clock and then looked again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. My phone, that my mental math. <laughs> I'm recording this so I can listen back to it later. Um, I got you guys. I now do all wiretaps after reading all these transcripts mm. of the Louisville thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm now, you know, actively taping everything I do. All right. Here's something else I want to bring up. Hype videos. They're all over the place for our ACC schools. I'm seeing mm. them pop up on Twitter. I'm seeing, like, um... NC State in the weight room. I'm seeing 15 Duke hype videos per week. And I even saw a pit hype video. And it actually made me believe for it made, made me believe for about 15 seconds. Wow, maybe the maybe this team. There's way too much of this out there. And it's fooling people, even like myself, for at least 15 minutes. I'll get fooled into something. Have you guys mm-hmm. been watching any of these hype videos? Come on. All, I generally, all our listeners have definitely been watching them. I generally think that they are. There's like a good backbeat. There's good drums. Yeah. There's good, uh, like, I don't know, rock or hip-hop music in the background. People are bouncing. They're jamming. They're swishing every I, shot. I understand what a hype video is. I think, that, <laughs> I, I think that they all kind of, like, fall into the background for me because I just am like, whatever. They're all the same. So you Except, turned into Spock overnight? Like, yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to the season. I'll follow every bit of your advice. <laughs> there was one last Dude, year that I'm, was I'm like a ACC. For a hype video. I'll, I'll say that now. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last year. Also, like I'm a sucker for like the, uh, you know, just the random occurrence video. You know, it's like a video that they'll use of something that happens in practice that was like amazing. Um, you know, to hype people up for the season. And I might go to in that. I don't actually watch the action of what happened. Like, say some dude dunked on another dude. I don't actually watch the dunk itself. I only watch like the background actors and how people people react to it. That's that is how much joy I get out of it. If those people are hype, I'm automatically hype. So I, I need good hype men. I need it's whoever's going to have the best bench and whoever's going to be the most hype. Who's going to be the most monmouth this year? What, um, I mean, well, that's really, what's your reaction? That's really the question they your, need to address. What's your reaction when a clean cut, uh, clean shaven, no man bun Kyle guy gets in front of a camera and flexes his muscles and says, "Let's go, baby"? What's your reaction there? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean that's it's both. I don't know because I also get embarrassed for some people when I see that happen on TV. So it's both cringeworthy and the best thing ever. But, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I will tell you one thing. I was the only one on this podcast who was on to Duke from day one last year and said that that was not the national title team. They got bounced in the round thirty-two. I'm just reminding everybody about this, and they finished uh, out of, outside of the top four in the ACC. I'm just reminding you guys once again. 
And Taylor didn't think they were gonna, Taylor didn't think they were gonna lose a game. I, I'm still waiting that. for Duke to win that ACC title. Yeah, from last that's year. right. I'll tell you the day that I started questioning the consensus opinion on Duke 2016-2017 was when I saw their hype video when Chase Jeter was leading the celebrations out onto <laughs> the unveil, and that's when I was like, something is wrong here. Something's fishy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I knew. Do Don't Chase you dare Jeter talk about Chase Jeter while I'm in this room. Just wait. Wait until I leave. It was a weird low clap kind of a shuffle thing, and Chase Cheater was the the kingpin of the the dance at the Unville. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I remember. You know, it. you remember. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I knew. I, I didn't yeah. really. Yeah, that, yeah. So, do you guys have? Yeah, any... I'm I'm pretty sold. I mean, if if it were a meme, I would buy it. You know, hype video, buy. Yeah, I'm on it. Mike, do you have any other hot topics to to bring to the forefront, or am I just gonna have to go with bring up every topic? I don't know. If you guys want to talk about Craigslist for a while, I can talk about that. <laughs> um, but if you, I mean, to hear you know, about it's that. only October one. I only called for the uh, for this insane uh, court case that just broke out. But otherwise, I'm, I'm deep in. You, if you want to get into something, we can talk about the true value of sports gambling right now, which is FCS Division One AA football. Oh, get out of here. I mean, that's that's where it's at. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that for a Mike, while. Mike does send me <laughs> pictures, random pictures with links to uh, Craigslist ads for furniture that he wants to buy. <laughs> yes, I usually... did. I wanted you to go look at a wonderful little Baker leather piece I had seen in Baltimore uh, while you were up there. But, uh, you know, it's fine. Mike, I once whatever. drove to a stranger's house to <laughs> sit on their mid-century modern gray couch on behalf of Mike and then report back to him and tell him like how comfortable it was, what kind of back support it gave. All that good stuff. Mike also sends me a text about the <laughs> CFL and how there's so much value there and the sharps are betting on it so that the lines are, are affordable and, and yeah, it's great. Regardless, look, yeah, you, can't, is, you can't look where uh, where everyone else is looking. You know, you got to look elsewhere. If you can hit fifty five percent in the NFL, you're you're doing doing the Lord's uh, work. Yeah, you'll still lo- you'll still lose fifty five percent. So it is October first when we're recording this. It is fall. We did sort of a summer theme a little bit in our not really last podcast. But uh, do we have any plans? Or otherwise, we're just going to talk about Craigslist. Absolutely. Next weekend, I'm going <laughs> apple picking. And I've already beat you to the. I, I did do that today. Oh, it's gonna nice, be great. Nice. It's gonna be knock out some your, children's your photos. Fall activities. Dude, yeah. You, you so you're Taylor. You're telling me you're gonna knock out the white white family Olympics. You're gonna hit some apple picking <laughs> and maybe maybe pick a pumpkin or two. Dude, I was at uh, was my that? wife was, actually oh, said oh, to me. She said, oh, "We're just a basic uh, like white family." Ago, and some dude leaned over to me and goes, "Sunflowers are the new pumpkins." I was like, get the, get the hell away from me. <laughs> Yes, I I revel in my, you know, middle of the road standard, you know. I think we've talked about Red Delicious Apples are the worst atrocity ever committed on this earth by modern science. <laughs> I'm with Johnny Goldberg. Yeah. Terrible. 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 Yeah. terrible. I, I'm a firm believer in Johnny Gold's, but I'm not a big apple guy. I don't know. Oh. When's the last time you ate an apple? I told this. I asked my friend this, this morning. Today. Yeah, eat them all the time. Really? I, I go through. My house. I go through a lot of apples. I live with you, and I don't even know this. Got to keep yeah. my house the whole constantly apple stocked. I, I have been known to eat the whole apple. Yeah, he eats do, the you eat <laughs> do you eat apples? <laughs> he eats the. This is the when we were on cross country together. Go through. We'd bring an apple every day, and he would eat the entire thing, like core we, and all. Yeah, core and yeah. all. Oh, waste, waste nothing. What a man. Yeah, man. And he would stare in the faces of the other cross-country runners while he ate the core to intimidate them. <laughs> now, are you guys apple cider drinkers, or has the influx of hard cider turned you off a little bit to the nuance? Hard cider, garbage. Regular old cider, I, great. Yes. I mean, I, I, I crushed my problem first solved. pumpkin beer this season about 
35 minutes ago. Hold up. If, you, if I ever you see any like, of you guys drinking... You don't like, like hard cider? It's disgusting. If it's I ever trendy. See, if I ever see any of you guys drinking a Bold Rock or like an Angry Orchard or a Red's Apple Ale... I will quit this podcast. Well, you right know what? Now. I will <laughs> gonna, well, you know what? You're gonna be I'll out next week because I'm bringing a. I'm gonna bring a bull rack into the studio. Dude, they don't even uh, serve gross. growlers. You're so wrong. What do Taylor. they do? They gross. just give you like a. What do they give you? They don't give you a growler, do they? They give you like one of those gourds that you see. Uh, you know those decorative gourds. Uh, like those leather gourds, mm. and back in the ancient uh, Egyptian days, <laughs> okay. you know the oh, wine skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah wine skin. Squeeze it and it just exactly, kind of pours yeah. in your mouth. That's how it works. That makes sense. Like yeah. an animal liver. Yeah, that's yeah, what I want. It's on the side of me that I can squeeze, and which makes which is actually very timely because you know I saw that uh, the Catalan people of Spain recently voted for yeah. their independence. You know, I know that's a fancy. Or they, they popular, attempted to. Uh, they tried to, but here, so. yeah, it's all. It's all coming, coming around, full circle, like uh, the hurricanes and the NCAA investigation. Guthrie's oh, yeah. up on the Catalonia story. <laughs> well, let's just like jump around. That's the yeah. But wait, I'm gonna... you're like, you're <laughs> the, you immediately affirmed that yeah, the, the vote went down uh, 236 to uh, 200 in favor. <laughs> well, it was the... more that it, the voting was repressed by the Spanish government. Yeah, there's some pretty there's, terrible yeah, videos. Yeah, I'm, so right yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm about as, to drop as the mic. To, as opposed to just like letting them vote and burning the ballots after they elected to bring the policemen out into the streets and prevent people from entering the voting poll yeah. polling places. Yeah, yeah, which I, I've spent is... some time in Basque Country, which probably doesn't surprise anyone. <laughs> but yeah, I spent a few summers up there in the Basque Country. You I worked for people. years as a goat herder in My, Central yeah, Spain, exactly. I believe. Wait, yeah, did I you ran, really? I ran with the bulls twice. <laughs> I got booed. Oh, in Pamplona? Because I was like one of the first people through the gate. You know, they're you like, ran with the Bulls? The stadium. I was so far in front of the Bulls that they booed me when I got in. <laughs> I, jumped, I jumped over the wall like a coward. Do you not know how athletic he is? Did you hear the story about him getting paid in eighth grade? He's an offensive lineman. I expect him to be athletic. I, I mean that legitimately. Well, I mean that legitimately. That's partially true. I don't. I don't run well. I'm no Guthrie. I'm not. I'm not a runner to the core. But as, uh, you're also not 300 pounds anymore. I just want to make that clear to our audience if they're trying to get a picture of Vegas Mike and what he actually looks like. Right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, any other sure. thoughts on uh, fall from from Mike Vegas Mike thoughts? Anything else? Mm, no, no, just FCS football right and now, man. No, no sunflower, you, you know. Just what, if, what you can do is you can just take James Madison University against the spread from now until the rest of the year, and you'll you'll do better than 60%, guaranteed. Wow. Well, I wasn't talking That's about gambling, so but I guess keep track of that. 60%, you say. <laughs> Where's yeah, I say? Yeah, get I yourself you a nice Fuji, a Gala year. Apple, yeah. and just, Gala you know, Apple? Yeah. Is that how you really pronounce it? Gala, Ga- Gala, 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 Gala. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? It's Gala. Gala. Gala? Yeah, it's Gala. Are we pumpkin what's, carving what's this year? The, you eat the, the corn. Origin? Get out of here! What are you talking about? You don't know anything about apples. Apple. All right, real quick. What I don't you, know. Some scientists made it. What are you carving? Your pump, are you carving a pumpkin? What are you going to carve it? Are you going? Don't We're, just say like a two-toothed jack lantern because that's lame. Yeah, I go free form. Three-toothed. I go free form. Oh really? Just do it freehand. Probably gonna let my. Uh, we should do a pumpkin carving competition, and we should also okay. invite our our listeners to do so as well. You can post your pictures and tweet it to us, and they'll all be better than Taylor's. But they might like thirty percent might be better than mine. I'm going to carve a pumpkin yeah. with Jim Larinaga releasing a butterfly into the sky. Man, that's like a great idea. Dude. One I, of our I, one of I, our know, listeners tweeted at us and sent, and I carved my first pumpkin my first year in college. Uh, 
with uh, my girlfriend at the time. We'll call her Margaret, and uh, we roasted <laughs> pumpkin seeds afterwards. And uh, she she became a lesbian about a year later. <laughs> it, was a, it was a short-lived relationship. So still think about her often. I just want to shout out to Jeff Haddon. That's the guy. That's the guy with the great looking avatar. He heard us say that we were looking for the story because you guys doubted the veracity of my story about Jim Laranega and his butterfly releases, which are a big thing. And he tweeted the story to us. Yeah, if Jeff Hayden's ever in town, you can can tweet us up. I'll I'll take you out for a beer. Well, yeah. Anyway, Mm. pumpkin carving. Let's get back to this idea. So, I guess I shouldn't say she became a lesbian. She probably always was. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad. I, I was going to say something. And I thought, it's not a choice, Mike, but with Mike it is. Yeah, well, she was bisexual for a period and moved away from it, I, I guess. Anyways. I mean, that her, uh, so that's you your we need to get that, Margaret on, on the podcast. We need to get Margaret. So Mike's on the carving a pumpkin of Margaret. You're doing Jim <laughs> yeah. Ernega with a butterfly. Shout what are you doing, Guthrie? Guthrie, what are you doing? Oh, this fall? Uh, no, you're pumpkin carving. No, I don't care if it's a fall. I'm, dude, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> My Guthrie's just going to put a big like stab in his pumpkin. That's going to be his Man, I haven't, I haven't carved a pumpkin in a very long time. It's Which Dota character are you? You're missing out. I was think I was actually thinking about what I like what Dota lore I would pull from as inspiration mm. for my my pumpkin carving. It's a whole nother podcast. Well, I'm doing a smiley it's... face because I haven't seen that done ever. No, I'm serious. Just like When's a regular last, smiley like, face? The Walmart smiley face on a pumpkin. I don't think you see it very right. often. I have never seen it. And it's simple right. and it's easy to do and I can execute it. Court, what do you got? Anything? I'm gonna do uh Mike Jaffe's face. Like a <laughs> hyper-realistic <That's> portrait. <laughs> nice. Now, is it Mike in uh, Vegas or like Mike with his kids? out the pumpkin a little better. Whose face? Mike is... Do, I said do the 300-pound do the version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it fills it out, fills the pumpkin out the a little better. The key is you can't just have two levels of cuts, okay? You can't just have gap and then pumpkin. You have to have, like, gap and then, like, halfway Half carved through the pumpkin, quarter cut. You know, you get the shading, you get the effects. Yeah, I'll see if you can pull that off. I took <laughs> an art class at one cards. point. Right. I yeah, I'm I didn't, looking forward I didn't to pass this. pumpkin carving 101, so I didn't make it that far in the uh, process. Well, we'd like to, uh, to get some listener tweets of <laughs> yeah, your pumpkin carving. If you're still with us, anybody who's still listening. Yeah, gosh. if you have anything that's just a pumpkin in general, or if it's basketball-related, extra points. But if not, we'd still like to see your pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Please tweet at us. Send us pictures of your favorite apples, D-Gens. too. Carve the pumpkin to hey, make man, it look like a basketball. The jazz apple. Is what's up? Okay. Have you ever ah, had that? No. I like that. I feel like many the of these new hybrids are, are too sweet. I don't like a pink lady. It's too it's, sweet for yeah, me. Yeah, pink pink lady Honey is too crisp, sweet. No, too yeah. sweet. No, no. Jazz no. jazz is the perfect combination of savory and it's not tart, but tart is not really my thing. Mm. Like I don't really go for Granny the Smith. Granny Smith. Cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at ACCBballDJs. Also send us email. ACCBBallDegens at gmail.com and write us a review on iTunes and like us and share us with your friends. And I'm serious about this pumpkin carving thing. Send the picture, folks. See ya. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see that.